This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey everyone, Tom Gazzola with you. Happy Wednesday. You can catch me on TSN 1260, Edmonton Sports Leader, hosting the Oilers pre- and post-game shows every Oilers game day. You can also see me on NHL Network, providing analysis and more when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. And from time to time, I slide in for my good friend Ryan Rashog at TSN Canada Sports Leader. Lots to get to today. Another big day around the world of hockey. We'll talk about that as well. The Oilers, by the way, it's a travel day as they head from San Jose to L.A. Tomorrow night, they take on the Kings in another late start when you're on the Pacific Coast. You get used to those late starts. However, the 8.30 Mountain time faceoffs are a bit odd. Even last night in San Jose, that puck drop didn't go till 8:46, so it certainly was a late one. More of the same tomorrow as the Oilers take on the Kings. Same thing, scheduled 8:30 faceoff. It'll look more like 8:40 by the time that game gets going. We didn't get on the air for the post-game show till I think about 11:15. Went till about quarter past midnight. These are late ones, absolutely a big contrast compared to the 5 p.m. starts when the team plays out east. And keep in mind, Saturday as well, when the, the Oilers are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights, that's an 8 p.m. face-off. So, some late ones, but uh, this is, like we said yesterday on the podcast, a very pivotal road trip. Four straight games against Pacific Division foes, and then it wraps up next Wednesday in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche, an Avalanche team that continues to get healthy. Oh yeah, and by the way, the Oilers return home from this five-game trip to take on another Pacific Division opponent in the Vancouver Canucks on the 30th, another Saturday game to wrap up the month of November. Let's get into what we saw last night in San Jose. We will hear from head coach Dave Tippett as well as Oscar Clefbaum, who had another multi-point performance. Clefbaum now finds himself third in Oilers scoring with one goal, 16 assists through 23 games. Clefbaum minus four with six penalty minutes. He has just been a juggernaut when it comes to ice time this season. He leads the league in time on ice per game. 25-55 per game last night, no different. Played 31 minutes in that 5-2 victory over the Sharks. Now, a lot of what we talked about yesterday was how the Oilers needed to be better compared to last Tuesday when they went into San Jose and dropped a 6-3 decision to San Jose and basically were outclassed from the get-go by a Sharks team that was in the midst of a big winning streak or was just starting out on what ended up being a six-game winning streak that the Oilers ended up halting yesterday. At the same time, the Oilers put an end to San Jose's five-game home winning streak. So a couple of streaks snapped there by the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, we talked about getting some redemption against San Jose and, and retribution, atoning for what they had done the week prior And it was mostly, when you talk to the guys in the room, they had a clear understanding that they just weren't ready to play in that game. And it was evident in the way the Sharks took it to them. So the Oilers did bounce back with a win, yes, in in a game against the Colorado Avalanche, and then followed that up with an overtime loss 
on Saturday afternoon where they had a 4-2 lead in the third period against a Dallas Stars team that is now 11-1-1 in its last 13 games and ended up squandering that lead, and Jamie Benn scored the game-winning goal. But last night, the Oilers came out strong, and it started with some depth scoring. Marcus Granlin, who I've been critical of on my show and on the Jason Greger show on TSN 1260, as well as any other platform that I've been on recently, and for good reason, because through 17 games this season, Granlin had one assist, and the way he picked up that assist was by winning a face-off in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. Matt Benning scooped up the puck, made a nice patient play from there to Colby Cave. Colby Cave did the rest of the legwork going end-to-end and burying a shot on Matt Murray in a 2-1 Oilers win over the Penguins. By the way, Mike Smith had to make 51 saves in that game. Anyway, Clefbaum makes a great play over to Marcus Granlin at 334. Gaetan Haas picks up his second assist of the season on that goal. So good thing there. Nice start. Get some secondary scoring. Clefbaum continues to play well. Then four and a half minutes later, Zach Cassian, who's on a nice little tear of late, five goals in his last seven games, scores at 7.59, his eighth goal of the season from Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse. A couple minutes later, Kevin LeBanks won in, a fluky goal on Miko Koskinen, cut the lead to 2-1. But Jujar Kara scored what was another crucial depth-scoring goal. The Oilers' bottom six picking it up in this first period in particular. Kara staying hot. He had two goals in that overtime loss to Dallas. Collects his fourth goal of the year on an absolutely phenomenal wrist shot from just below the, the blue line. Chris Russell gets his fourth of assist of the season, and Riley Shahan finally picks up his first point as an Edmonton Oiler on Kara's fourth goal with 15 seconds left in the first period. That would Extend Edmonton's lead to 3-1. A vital goal there. No scoring until late in the second period. James Neal scores on the power play. His 13th. Another point for McDavid as well as Clefbaum to give them multi-point games. That one came on the power play. And that was just the second goal on home ice on the power play that the Sharks had allowed all season. It was also the eighth power play goal all season that the Sharks had allowed San Jose on the penalty kill has been absolutely dynamite. They were clicking at 90% going into this game. Had stopped 35 of 36 PKs at home until that instance there where Neal was able to score to give the Oilers the 4-1 lead. And then in the third period, McDavid, third point of the game, 15th goal of the season from Darnell Nurse. And Leon Dreisaitl, who extends his point streak to 13 games, that comes at 6.34 of the third period. It would make it 5-1 at that point. Then Barkley Goudreau picks up his sixth goal of the year at 9.43. 5-2 is the score at that point. That's how this one would end. The Oilers did get outshot in this game, 35-29. They were heavily beaten on the faceoff dot, 61-39% to in favor of the Sharks. The PK goes 2-for-2, which is excellent. Edmonton also has the first-ranked power play in the league. It goes 1-for-2. Again, Neal scoring just the second power play goal at the Shark Tank against the Sharks this season. Eighth overall against San Jose, which has the number one PK in the league. Hits 35 San Jose, 22 for Edmonton, 19 block shots for the Oilers. 
They were blocking a ton of shots in this one, just nine for the Sharks. Giveaways were 10 for San Jose, nine for the Oilers. Again, Oscar Clefbaum played absolutely phenomenal. I picked him as Tom's top performer on the Don Wheat Non-White postgame show. Two assists, plus one, three shots on goal, two hits, four block shots, one giveaway, 31-38 time on ice, just under three minutes on the power play, and just over two minutes on the PK. He has been an absolute workhorse all season long. You would think that his workload might come down a little bit when Adam Larson is expected to return to the lineup Thursday night against the LA Kings. Oh, by the way, Miko Koskinen also had an excellent performance last night, making 33 saves on 35 shots. He has been very solid this year for the Oilers. His numbers now look like this. Through 12 games played, he has won eight, lost one, and dropped two in overtime. He has started 11 of those 12 games, 239 goals against average, 923 save percentage. Pretty solid there. Koskinen also mix in one shutout on the year. Mike Smith also has one as well. So the goaltending has been holding up very well when it comes to this Edmonton Oilers club. Shortly, we will go inside the Oilers locker room following last night's win here from head coach Dave Tippett and Oscar Clefbaum, who is the league leader in minutes played per game. But first, this. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Following yesterday's 5-2 win in San Jose to start a five-game road swing, Edmonton improves to 14-6-3 on the year, giving them a little bit more cushion between them and second-place Arizona in the Pacific Division. The Coyotes now sit at 13-7-2 on the season, good for 28 points. They have won two straight and are 6-3-1 in their last 10 games. Third place in the Pacific right now. All alone in third place has the Vegas Golden Knights at 11-9-3. That's 25 points. They have won two straight, defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Marc-Andre Fleury, if you haven't seen the save he made yesterday on Nick Patan, my goodness, Go to the highlights, go to YouTube, go to Google, go to Twitter. It's all over the place. Absolutely fantastic desperation save there by the 34-year-old Golden Knights netminder who is, uh, at this point, proving to be ageless, having a bit of a renaissance in Vegas for an exciting Golden Knights team that, although it is 3-4-3 in its last 10 games, Continues to be right in the mix when it comes to the Pacific Division and a team the Oilers will face on Saturday night. So, like I said before, we're going to hear from Oscar Clefbaum, who had a solid performance last night. 31 and a half minutes he played, picking up a pair of assists. He is now third in Oilers scoring this season. Last time we, we played these guys, uh, 
It was not our best game, obviously. So we, we felt like we had a lot to prove for ourselves and for for the fans. Um, and I'm really happy and proud how the the way we we re responded and and the way we played in the first period. I think uh, we played a solid 60 minutes, and and obviously Miko um, had a really good game for us as well. So that makes it a lot better. Only five defensemen for most of the last. Yeah. Um, a lot of rotating yeah. It, it was. It was not too bad, actually. Um, obviously, we miss Benning. He's uh, he's a solid defenseman for us. Um, it feel, feels like we're pretty good shape. I mean, the body feels good for, for speaking for myself. Feels like uh, I can play a lot of minutes. Obviously, it's uh, important to minutes as well when you play against like um, team uh, like San Jose. They get a, a lot of momentum from from this rink, this arena, and the fans. And when they get going, it's uh, you got to be ready, um, and just the way we came out and played the first period and, and set up the the full 60 minutes, I'm really happy about. Five game trip uh, opens in a pretty tough building for you guys. This is could be a bit of a springboard, win a game in here, go yeah. out in the road. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, this is not an easy game to to come here and play, um, especially they they lately they've been playing some good hockey against us, especially here. So. The way we came out and responded and gave ourselves a lot of confidence. Um, obviously, it's 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 a good start to a five-game road trip here. But we right now, uh, we just gotta enjoy this and and hopefully we can put this in the past already tomorrow and focus on the next game. Does it seem like you've almost played the most minutes of any player in the league? There's only two guys played more minutes a game. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. Burns is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good player. So. Yeah, no, like I said, uh, my body feels good, and right now I, I feel like I can handle so, handle those minutes as well. Um, if I get a, if I, if they put me out there for for 30 plus minutes, I got to do something good with it and, and manage my minutes to to be smart out there because we have a lot of guys that want to play more and, and be out there. So um, if they put me out there, I got to do something good with it. Did you see Granlin? Did he give you the, the hauler? That he was wide yeah, no, it was it was good. Uh, I came down there and I saw him. Uh, um, I saw him at back door there, so it was, it was a nice goal. I'm really happy for him. Oscar, uh, two assists for you tonight. Uh, on a personal level, are things just kind of clicking for you? You have six assists in your last three games, and including a great look, uh, as you mentioned, to ground tonight. Are things just kind of clicking for you right now? Yeah, it feels good. Uh, obviously, uh, it's easy to sit here and it feels good because I had two assists, but um, I've been really happy with, with my game overall, even though I had... I didn't have any assists or, or, or any goals or, or points overall, so I'm just uh, I'm happy with my game overall right now, and hopefully I can keep it up. Um, like today, it's been a lot of minutes, so I got to manage and be smart out there. Um, but this is a good start for for me personally and and, uh, and the team overall for a good road trip. You're a player that takes pride in his overall game, offense and defense. When the points start coming the way that they have, what does that do for your confidence? Of course, it's a big boost. Um, obviously, when the power play is clicking and we get uh, a lot of momentum, even though we maybe don't score every time, we get a momentum going. And obviously, when you get points, you you, you feel good about yourself and, and the confidence spikes a little bit. So it's good. And, and the mix when playing a lot of minutes and, and you feel good about yourself, it's a good mix. So I, I just got to keep it up here now. Thanks, Oscar. That was Oscar Kleffbaum as his team picks up a big 5-2 win over the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers now have a 10-point lead over the Sharks in the Pacific Division. I should call that a cushion, actually, and a three-point lead over the Arizona Coyotes in the Pacific Division. The Coyotes in second place in the Pacific. The Oilers will square off with them on Sunday at Gila River Arena. Now let's hear from head coach Dave Tippett following last night's win. 
good overall effort from we're from all for a real good team effort to start this road trip and that's exactly what we got you know everybody everybody contributed um, lost a defenseman early five guys did a did a great job back there Costin was real solid in goal and all four of our lines were they were working and doing the job a couple of multi-point scores from the back end. What does it do for this club when you have a couple of guys on the back end chipping in offensively? Yeah, well, it's huge. I mean, you, we're looking for scoring all through our lineup. And when you get a game like this, I just mentioned that, and the coaches are just looking at the score sheet. And we got a lot of guys that hit the score sheet tonight, including defensemen. So, it was a good, like I say, it was a good, strong team win. Speaking of that, Marcus Granlin gets his first of the yeah. season. How did you think of it? What did you think of his game? No, he was good. I mean, he was opportunistic. He, you know, it's nice to see him get on the board. That's a relief for anybody to get that first one of the year. So, the guys were happy for him in the dressing room after. It's uh, it's good to see him get on the board. How important is it for you guys to score first? Uh, I think it's less important in the league now as it used than it used to be. But when you score first, you feel like you can get momentum. You know. You, if, if you got to chase a game, it's obviously a little tougher, but we've uh, given up some early leads and we found a way to get back into it. So it's, it's not as bad as it used to be. Zach, because the first period was all around the net, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, you know, I, we were looking for a real response game. I, I, this morning, I could, our team was, like, they were good this morning. They were, they were dialed in, and Zach's a big part of that. Like, he's... He's vocal. He's you know he's he goes out there and he does a lot of work and uh, and a lot of times it's it's hard like it's there's work and then there's gritty hard work and he's gritty hard you know so that's uh, he played a heck of a game tonight. So he's the meat and potatoes with those other two guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, I like I like I the think potatoes. they all I like to see them all be meat and potatoes right. <laughs> some just some just have a little more talent than others right but they can all be meat and potatoes. Hey, just maybe an additional comment on Miko Costin because he had to be really good in certain stretches. Of this yeah, game. he was. There was a lot of shots from outside early, but then when he had to make a big save, he made a big save, and that's uh, especially coming into here. They throw a lot of pucks in the first period at the net, and and we kind of weathered that storm. He made some good saves. You know, the first one that went in is kind of an unfortunate break, goes off a guy, but but he was real solid in there tonight, really solid, and and that's what we needed. We we knew we were going to come in here and have to play a real good road game and. To do that, your goaltender has to play well, and he did. Zach isn't taking; he has a history of taking penalties too that are you know, away from the play, like an aggressive guy. But I don't see too much of that in him uh, this he's year. He's playing a smart game. Zach's a good player. Zach's a good player. He's matured as a player. You know, he's he's learning how to play. I mean, he's a good fit on that line. But he's you watch what he does. He's a smart player. He's got he's got skills. He's got size, but he plays situations that. He really helps that line in a lot of lot of situations. So he's um, you know he's a real valuable player on our team. Yeah, I, I don't know Tom Wilson that well, but he's a big body, plays a hard game, you know, and and we need that out of him. But he has the skill to uh, has the skill to have an impact on the game. When you have a five-game road trip, what does a win like this do to maybe set yourself up? For well, it's just a good start. We talked about getting a good start on the trip. We talked about the importance of the trip and getting a good start on the trip. So. The first uh, first game behind us was a good win. Now we've got to move on to the next and figure out what we have to do to try to be at our best that night. The Oilers are now 14-6-3 on the season. Got off to a very good start on this five-game road swing with a 5-2 victory over the San Jose Sharks. A little bit of retribution after that 6-3 loss a week ago. It's off to L.A., 
and the Kings on Thursday night. Another 8.30 p.m. face-off L.A. in its last 10 games, 4-5-1. and one. They have won a few games in the last week and a bit. However, they are going through some interesting situations when it comes to the roster. I think that's a good way to describe it. We saw Mario Kempe is seeking his release or going to get his release. Likely headed to the KHL, last I heard, instead of AHL Ontario. The situation with Ilya Kovalchuk has turned ugly again. And again, the Kings saying, hey man, you can practice with us, but uh, you won't be playing anytime soon. We'll try to find a trade for you. And you'll continue to be on the roster and get paid, but we do not want you playing in games. That's me paraphrasing the situation with Kovalchuk, but when it gets that bad, you know that something is messed up or the situation is rotten when it comes to Kovalchuk, and there's got to be more to the story. The Kings keeping that under wraps as tightly as possible. So Todd McClellan, in his first couple of months as head coach of the LA Kings, trying to get his house in order as he gets set to face his old club, the Edmonton Oilers. The Kings sit last in the Western Conference with an 8-12-1 record. That's good for 17 points through 21 games. The other teams the Oilers will face on this trip, mentioned the Golden Knights. They are playing better of late, although they are just 3-4-2 in their last 10. They've won two in a row, beating the Toronto Maple Leafs on Tuesday night. Oh, by the way, the Maple Leafs dismissing head coach Mike Babcock this afternoon as they continue to struggle. Toronto, nine wins, ten losses, and four OT losses on the year. 22 points through 23 games. They have lost five in a row, three, five, and two in their last ten. Two points out of the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. They say a bye-bye to Mike Babcock. That is something that myself and Joe DiBiase discussed a couple of weeks ago on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe and I, I'm sure, will touch on it this Friday when we get together for the Locked On NHL podcast once again. Situation not too far from Edmonton that's getting a lot of attention of late is what's going on with the Calgary Flames. They have lost four straight, winless in five. In those five games, by the way, the Flames have scored just five goals. They lost again last night, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10 games. Through 24 games, Calgary is 10-11-3, trying to figure out what to do there Although I feel like, especially those listening to this podcast and around the Edmonton area, probably not a lot of sympathy for the Calgary Flames and the situation that's going on there. Calgary last night dropping a 3-2 decision to the Colorado Avalanche. A couple other notes to pass along your way. With Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid now at 44 and 43 points. Dreisettle at 44, McDavid at 43. They lead the league in scoring 1-2 overall. Brad Marchand is third in the league in scoring. He has 35 points through 21 games. John Carlson of the Washington Capitals continues to have an outstanding season. He is tied with Marchand. With 35 points, 8 goals, 27 assists for the Caps D-man. David Pasternak of the Bruins has 34 points. Nathan McKinnon, who we'll see at the conclusion of this Oilers 5-game road swing, is behind Pasternak with 31 points on the year. 
through 21 games. So there's your scoring update on the season. By the way, McDavid is on pace for 153 points this year, while Dreisaitl's on pace for 157. They are, as of right now, on pace to become the first pair of teammates to reach the 150-point mark in the same season. So if they're able to pull that off, it would be a first in National Hockey League history. Very interesting. We'll see if these two can stay on fire. Obviously, what they've done to this point this season has been absolutely incredible. One other note to pass along your way when it comes to Edmonton's dynamic duo. The Oilers' tandem of Leon Dreisaitl, 10 goals, 18 assists, 28 points in 13 games played, and Connor McDavid, 9 goals, 11 assists, 20 points in 8 games played, each found the score sheet to extend their point streak with the former with the longest active run in the NHL. McDavid, 15 goals, 28 assists, 43 points in 23 games played, who ranks second in NHL scoring behind Dreisaitl, 16 goals, 28 assists, 44 points in 23 games played, became the first Oilers player to record 20 or more points in both October and November within a single season since Wayne Gretzky in 1987-88, when Gretzky did it from October 7th to 19th, 26 points in 11 games played, and then November 11th to 23rd, 34 points in 13 games played. So some trivia and history there between Dreisaitl and McDavid. Impressive what those two have been able to do this season. We'll see if they can continue that hot streak tomorrow night when they take on Todd McClellan's LA Kings. The Kings continue to have a tough season sitting last in the Pacific Division and last in the Western Conference. These are games that the Oilers must win. You cannot lose points like this and give points like this away to clearly inferior opponents. We can say that at this point in the season. Edmonton has done it on multiple occasions this year. I recollect the Detroit game in Detroit. I recall the loss in Minnesota, as well as the loss in Chicago, all falling under that same category. So tomorrow, you cannot allow LA to take away one or two points from you. You have to go in there and have the same type of mentality and performance that you had last night against the San Jose Sharks. But hey, I'm not the coach. I'm just the media guy. That's my opinion, but I think it's a good one. On this day in hockey history, we haven't done this in a couple weeks. Nice to have it back. Thought I'd throw it in there to wrap up this edition of Locked On Oilers. November 20th, 1999. Steve Eiserman picked up an assist to become the seventh NHL player to reach the 1,500 career point mark. The milestone came in the Red Wings' 2-1 loss at Edmonton. Eiserman joined Gordie Howe as the only NHL players to score 1,500 points with one team. That does it for this edition of Locked On Oilers. Hope you enjoyed it, everyone. We will be back tomorrow. Oilers at Kings, another late face-off Edmonton's five-game Western Conference road swing continues. Crucial two points on the line within the Pacific Division. They need these points. Can't let them go to a weaker LA Kings team. I know it's not easy to pick up points in the National Hockey League, but that's a game the Oilers must win. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.